Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. All right. Good morning. Oh, sorry, sir. I just want to say good morning to Paul Cox. He's one of our newest members to the ATS Business University. Good morning, Mr. Paul. Woo, what's up, Paul? Good morning, good morning. Welcome, Paul. Yeah, welcome, he, welcome. He messaged me on LinkedIn, said he was going to sign up. And then an hour later, I saw him sign up. That's it. And yes. he brought somebody in with him. Oh. Come on, Paul, do the business, do the business, Paul. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right now, Paul. Yeah, well, so we ain't playing at all then. No, not at all. all right. Okay, then. I wore my good jacket this morning for news like that. Just all I'm going to say is you just know what team me on. You just know where you belong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, That's about right. That's about right. That's about right. That is the... What's the name of y'all team? We need a we need a fire day for y'all team. Y'all packing out a whole stadium, I tell you. Well, my team name is Millionaires in Progress. Lady Hale's team name is Business with Lady Hale. And our serious team, I keep forgetting it. Our serious, tell me again. Winning in life and business. That's it. All right. All right. Three teams. And then, of course, we're under under Grace's team. So you know what her team name is. Well, zeros to the right. 
There you go. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All these power teams under one team. Let that be an example to y'all. That's it. That's actually kind of what we're going to talk about today. Kind of what we're going to talk about today. Today is Tuesday, right? All right. So let's do some. This, if this is your first time here, this is our morning meeting. This is something that we literally do every single morning. I open it up to the public during the COVID-19 crisis in March because it was very aware to me that we were doing well and other people were not. And I wanted all of you to go back and take from us what is working and then take it to your businesses and it's yours, it's for free. You don't need to quote, don't need to quote me, don't need to credit me or us, just run it, make it work, it is yours. So good stuff there. A Couple of random things real quick that I wrote down last night. The HIV podcast has launched season two yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. If you are, I'm a huge podcast and have a bunch of podcasts. And re- here recently, I've started purchasing uh, and producing top talent. And you never know. You, you may be next. You may be next. You may be next, Paul. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know what I'm saying? You may, you may be with the Car Chronicles or something. I don't know what you got going on. And there's one guy. His name is Josh Micah. And he is an HIV survivor. And uh, a a what you call him activist. He's an activist and all around stand up guy. He has a fantastic podcast, well, a radio show, and I've turned it to a podcast with production all sorts of stuff. And we just hit season two with that, and it's 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 wonderful. So if you are an are a HIV ally or know someone who who struggles. Or, or just exist in prosperity with, with HIV AIDS, then this would definitely be the podcast for you. There's nothing like it. We made sure of that before we started producing. We made sure of that back. We did plenty of research. We didn't just want to be all downer about it, right? And we didn't want to be regular because why would you do that? But it makes no sense. And Deanna, if you could, while I'm talking, pull that podcast up and share your screen, that will work. And you can see that. And it's up to you. You subscribe, but there's plenty of subscribers, and it's with attempting to change the world. As a matter of fact, every episode has Josh's personal phone number on there, because even if you are afraid to get tested or you know, know your status, he says reach out to him. Since he has an iPhone, you can FaceTime him. He even says that. And he will take you or guide you or send you resources to someone who will be able to get you tested. Big deal, right? I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. Many people go untested when, and because, you know, it has a stigma. Like COVID-19 has a stigma now, doesn't it? Like you get COVID-19, you get publicly shamed. I'm not sure if y'all know that. That, that's happening right now. You know, that's happening right now. All these things have stigmas attached to it. That is something there. Deanna will share her screen and you'll be able to see that. You can post a link to, should you want to subscribe? You don't have to. It may not be your cup of tea, but you know, you just, 
wrench around and wrench it off. Next thing on my agenda, I forget what important. Okay, yep. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Outstanding. All right. So that's that. You ain't got to show everything. Just, you know, just post a link down in there. Give them the Apple and the Android link. You know, they may, they may be interested. Now, the next thing here before I get to the main part of it, I need to come on. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, none of that was for y'all. That was for me. I'm just writing those for me. Now, let's focus on forward. We've got about, if, if I see you working well, okay, if I see you working well, if I see you acting like Arshia, didn't I see you do a photo shoot with her? Was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. Okay, I saw it. You didn't show the pictures though. You, it was like a little bunch of squares and stuff. I couldn't see the shine. You gonna post the shine? Is it coming? Okay, he, he said he, he, he gonna put some swag on it in a little bit. So I can see that, you know, you're gonna put some swag on it. But if I see you doing well, me, and Deanna, me or Deanna, just depends. We'll be flying out, attempting to help you get money. Wish I had somebody that liked that kind of information. Come on now. Okay, all right. I'm gonna fly out, help you get some money. So we would be flying out to Jerry here. Yeah. Yes, yes. I believe it's is it Sunday? All right, we'll be flying to Jerry. The date I got, yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know any days. I just do what she tells me. I just do what you she know, tells me. You know, we don't sleep in Las Vegas, so just rest up before you get here. <laughs> Deal. This, we'll be doing that and doing some other stuff around there in that area. And we'll be, some of you are on my radar. Now, should you want to succeed, you know, the, the old folks saying in Texas, the, 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 what is it? The the wheel that squeaks the loudest gets the gets the oil, or something like that. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. There it is. I knew something like that. The squeaky wheel yeah, gets the grease. My family's from the south originally, so yeah, that's I it. got all that. That's it. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. That means Abby squeak. Okay, <laughs> can't be no secret agent. You know, if you go. It's gonna be a wheel that's got a problem. You better squeak, 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 so someone can put some grease on you. And that's how it works. Now, we're going to see real quick. I want to give you more of an understanding as we continue to move forward. Deanna, can you show those pictures real quick from yesterday? So she's going to show pictures on her on her screen, and then I'm going to show a bunch of other stuff I'll put in the chat. This at this point for the next I think ninety days, we're going to be very focused on your income. Everybody okay with that? Just I want all three of them shown. Okay, your income as in Nikki's. Y'all still like that kind of behavior? Is this okay? okay? All right, we, it's all about you. It has to be, it has to be all about you. I was talking to, well, Deanna and I were talking to a, uh, I wanna say he's a millionaire. 
I really think Hockley's a millionaire. I'm pretty sure he is. All right. So anyway, possibly a millionaire friend of ours down here. And he's getting hanged. He's getting the hang of staffing better people. And he was explaining to us last night how he was listening to a podcast, and I sure hope y'all hear me. And it was a billionaire. I forget the billionaire's name. And he's like, yeah, I'm extremely, they was like, who? No, not, it wasn't Jordan Peterson. It was a billionaire. No, Jordan Peterson is one of the podcasts, but this is two different stories. This is whatever billionaire, I forget what it was. And he was like, yeah, well, what we're going to do is, you know, I know you're very competitive. And he said, you know, for the first 40 years of my life, you know, I was like that. Now, keep in mind, I'm insanely competitive. It's just not against you. Okay, there's a big difference. I do everything with the spirit of excellence. I brush all the plaque off my teeth. It's got to go, you know, like, you know, I, I brush my teeth better than I did yesterday. You know, each tooth gets better with each stroke. You know, I'm just, insane. whatever I do, I do it to the fullest of my ability. But there's a reason. If I have an ego, it is in serving people. Okay, it's in serving people. And the billionaire was like, you know, I used to think like that. But now what I do is I make sure everybody around me wins. And that's where my competitiveness goes in making sure everybody around me wins. And that's how I became a billionaire. Was there a lesson in there for somebody? Please know there is a huge difference in thinking between five figures and six, an even larger difference in thinking between six and seven, and an even larger difference in thinking than seven and eight and nine. Yeah, and I'm telling you. Yes, ma'am. I'm telling you, but what if, what if you're, you're trying to do that, but the people around you that you love are acting special? For lack of a better word. So the difference between me and that person you described is I have no problem letting the people that I love go. There's a big difference between me and that person. Okay? Let me explain this to y'all extremely well, efficiently, and quickly. I will allow you to be a genius, and I respect that the drama that you create in your life and the hatred that you have for me is the most perfect reality that you can create for yourself. And therefore, I would never let you not have that reality. Congratulations. You hate me. You hate my entrepreneurship or whatever it is. Congratulations. You're perfect now over there I go find new friends help me somebody okay there's a big difference I do not take it personal it is just escape velocity on this call right now one two two millionaires one billionaire 
not including me. I'm not the billionaire though. And a few other six figure people. And while all of these people are successful, even those who are not, there's a difference in thinking between all these people. I got billionaire friends that take on projects just to make sure that the people around them can have something to do. <laughs> it's like, like, seriously, if someone is in your life that is stopping you from getting to the next level, the first thing all of you need to realize, that's impossible. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Law. We just slipped into a Thursday. That is impossible. Listen to me. Y'all listen to me. It is impossible for somebody to affect your reality. It is impossible for somebody to hold you back. Impossible. What someone else creates has nothing to do with your reality until you say, I allow your creations to dominate my reality. Until then, we're all co-creators and nobody can stop or hold you back unless you tell them to do so. Most of you are using other people as an excuse for you not to be great. Go ahead, Shook. Ms. Abby, I used to be the president of I Just Can't Say No Club. Today, I'm not even a member. Amen. I can tell you no without crying, without feeling bad, without uh, being nervous of, of what you're going to think about me because I can't do this for you. And it took me to break, to tear the meniscus in my knee three times because I couldn't do. And they still managed. They still made it. They still had to do what they needed to do. But I am no longer a member of that club. It wasn't easy. It was hard because I would go out and get a second job to make certain that they would have what they needed. That was insanity. But now I'm not even a member. So you have to get to that point. And if they really love you, they're going to love you anyway. And if they don't, oh, well, you're the millionaire. They're not. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Sugar. <laughs> hey, listen, Abby. Thank you so much. You, ain't, you know what? By show of hands, because I want Abby to know that she ain't the only one. By show of hands, how many of y'all got some folk around you that Lord can't even put his hands up fast enough? <laughs> Got some folk around you that said they're going to be there and they're not there. And that every time you have a dream, they, they hit you with something negative. And no matter what you do, it ain't good enough. Come on, somebody, raise your hands around here. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't the only one. And let me tell you something. The people treat y'all like that, them ain't enemies. Because that don't bother you. Enemies don't act like that. Betrayal means it's somebody close who knew better. Help me, somebody. <laughs> Enemies can't betray you by definition. Go ahead, Fulgore. We should never be uh, susceptible to the negative input from other people. We should be able to block that out and let, not let them affect what we do. That's right. Especially our happiness. That's right. That's right. And listen, somebody's saying 
Easier said than done. And I get it. I get it. In a little bit, I'm going to teach you. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all that we, we, uh, we're going to get, how many? Was it 400 people? 250? 400 people. 400 people. In a little bit, I'm going to tell you, 400 people going to get 250 people under you, blah, 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 you know, your success team, surf, et cetera, that'll put us at a million dollars a month paying in payroll. And then we're just going to repeat that cycle until we get to $10 million a month. And then with the people who are here in the beginning, compound numbers, y'all familiar with compound numbers? You ever heard the story about the old man and the young man on the golf course? The young man was real arrogant. The young man said, Okay, Brad, good to see you, man. Good to see you. The old man on the golf course was humble. Young man on the golf course was real braggy. So I tell you what, young man, let's play 18 holes. We'll bet 10 cents. And then over time, I mean, we'll double it per hole. The young man's real arrogant, you know, real super duper arrogant. And by the time it got to the 18 hole, the pot was something like $183,000. Because when you take a dime, oh, you know what, Grace, show your calculator. Show your calculator. The net want me to put my weight on it. You want me to put my weight on it. This is why I let folk go, Abby and others. Damali, this is, listen, I got no problem. And I'm not talking about let go. I'm not talking about fall back gang strong. I'm not talking about with Venom. I'm saying, oh, you like that kind of stuff in your reality. I understand. This is what we're going to do. In public, in front of everybody, I want Abby, unmute your mic for me. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, and excuse me for the redundancy and the fundamental things I'm going to say, but you're going to say one. And then Grace is going to put in, Grace, you're going to put in point one. And every time she counts slowly, you're going to multiply it by two. Okay? So point one. So Abby, say one. One. All right. There you go. That means, there you go. Now, well, hold on. You went too fast, Grace. So Abby, say two. Two. Don't do nothing, Grace. All right, so now that's 20 cents. There you go. Go ahead, Grace. I mean, Abby, say three. Three. All right. Such a sweet voice Abby has. No, 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 Grace. Point two times two. There you go. We doubling each time. There you go. Okay, four, Abby. Four. Okay, y'all can do it by yourself now. Five. Thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay, that's it right there, 18. That is, thank you very much, ladies. That's $13,107.20. Just let that sit on the screen for a little bit. A dime multiplied. Buy two, double, 
18 times becomes five figures. Some of y'all trying to be great instead of just doubling your greatness every day. Okay. If you get to 200, it just making sense to you, Grace. I'm just doing simple math. That was a word, Rem. Yeah. That was, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make Adrian. I'm just trying to make it make sense. I'm just trying to make it make sense. If you get, if you, if you set a goal and you're saying, I'm going I'm to serve 250 people and I'm going to build a success team of 250 people, that will pay out something between $1,000 and $2,500 a month, depending on how it comes in. Now, you say that ain't no life changing money. First of all, I bet you take it to the bank, though. That's number one. Okay? Because you can give me a $10 check. I'm still taking that to the bank because it's still mine. Help me, somebody. But what you may be missing is if you turn around and go do another 250, that don't double. That's double, double, double 250 times. And then those 250 people plus the other 250 people become 500 people who got their own goals. And one of those 500 people gonna have a 16-year-old daughter that need insulin and gonna have their own reason of why they want to serve other people. And then you gonna fool around and find you a Nikki Kaiser and they're going to have 500 people on, on your team in one day. If Goals. You, you understand. If you double every day. This one, I'm insanely competitive, but I don't care nothing about competing against you. Now, if you get on the treadmill with me, as Will Smith said, you're going to die before I get off. Because that's not me competing with you. I just know. Every day, I do everything better. Every day. You don't take my word. This morning, as I spend all my time with Deanna, 24 hours, seven days a week. And this morning, I, I just on my phone, and I told her. I said, listen, this is on, on the way to the office. I said, I'm going to die one day. Like, you need to. You need to get that. I care about how I live. I'm going to do everything hard, great, excellent, because I don't know how long I'm going to live. So I'd far rather live perfectly than die perfectly. Did I not tell you that this morning? Get on the mic and, and nope, nope. Yes, sir, you did. Yes, sir, you did verbatim. If y'all not thinking about the fact that you ain't going to be here tomorrow and you need to do something, you know, I, listen, I, t I typically, when I go into places, I typically tell the truth. Sometimes that truth can be abrasive. I was asked to go into a Baptist church in the South. And this was an older Baptist church. 
and they asked me to talk. I don't know why they did that because everybody knows who I am. I do what I do. And I sat right there in front of a, I don't know, four or 500 people, mostly baby boomers. And the first thing I said was all of y'all wrong. I'm wrong, you wrong. And they said, but of course that's a terrible way to start off the talk. And I said, I can't inherit your food stamps. And then I paused. Now let me talk to somebody in this place. I cannot inherit your food stamps. Watch yourself, Reverend. You, you was there, Grace. That was at Macedonia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot inherit your food stamps. I cannot. I can't inherit your social security. I can't. So we got to do something. Because let me tell you, red or blue, the stuff coming out in the news in the last 48 hours is pretty remarkable. It is this morning, the ex-prosecutor for the Watergate scandal said <laughs> Nixon was a rookie. You got to pay attention to what's going on here. The folk controlling you, they still leave an inheritance. And they got us sick, overworked. We work so much to where we have no choice but to be on disability by 40. Y'all know I ain't lying. How many people on this call right now ain't bought yourself something new in 10 years? Don't lie to me. Look. Look. That's a, sometimes it's a wise decision. Sometimes it's not. It just depends on what the circumstances are. But it's too much of that going on. You want to get you know, 250 people. So now you decide how to get that. Go ahead, Susan. I was just going to say, well, could it just be new to you, but maybe not brand new? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it comes from the thrift store, if it's new, it's new. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I, I love thrift shops, but. Yeah. Yeah, I love getting sports blazers from thrift shop because they always have them patterns that you can't find oh. no more. Yeah, you get really good stuff that's creative. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't find them colors and patterns, though. They don't, you know, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah, well, know. the same way with automobiles. Yeah. For me, it's hard to find my size, so oh, to, you sense. know, I have to go to ten stores. So you go to one one store, and there's your size, and you know, you've got Lord and Taylor and. You know, high-end names that, you know. That makes sense. Never thought about that. I never had a problem finding my size. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They finally came out with my size, but for years, I mean, now it's harder for me to find shoes. Mm. But I don't need shoes. You can ask Phil that. <laughs> She's got a collection of shoes. 
But it could take me six months to a year to find a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about in her closet. In her closet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had six months to a year to find it in there. Yeah, yeah right now it does, because I'm yeah. not wearing it anymore. Well, I've seen you. I've I've seen you at the Les Brown events. Susan yeah. dresses to kill, y'all. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, she dresses to kill. I say, look at her. Yeah. And tell y'all, remember those gold shoes I showed y'all that time I was on my way to church? Uh huh. Thrift store. Baby. I thrift got store. my whole world war from the thrift store. Ooh. I believe in the thrift store. Ooh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Listen, listen. I mean, you're on your way to being rich. Rich folk don't spend money that don't. They don't make them money, let me tell you. you well, there, there's sure a will. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's it. That's it. And that goes with all of this, Abby. You know, with us starting this back in the 80s, you know, newly married and start having kids, entrepreneurship was just, I mean, entrepreneurship's been here since the beginning of time. Hmm. However, you know, our culture, they, it just seems like it doesn't matter what family it is that there's this it's not so much now but negativity towards entrepreneurship oh yeah it's going in to the the family. It's just in your family and i mm -hmm. think a lot of it is they're just fearful fearful for you they're uneasy and what they're really wanting you to do is explain it to them and show the confidence that you have you know don't argue back with them. They're they're just misunderstood and afraid for you that it's not going to work. So you just have to have that confidence and patience with them, and, yeah. and not get into disagreements with them. No doubt. I have another one for you. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is makes it news i have another one for you i'm listening susan is correct because my own father that ain't been in my life for a while when i was going through some stuff and he had to help he literally told me flat out man i'll be what 45 this year so a man that's been working one job over 40 years told me, well, you could still have your own business, but you still need a job because I'm not trying to help you all the time. You know, pretty much saying a fool leaves their job, take care of their family, and try to start off on their own, start their business. Talking about, I know people that have jobs and the business that you're doing, and they still struggling. And I'm looking at them well, and saying, well, you don't have the faith that I have. So... I'm still going to start my own business and do what I need to do instead of working a job for over 40 years. And that's all you know. So 
He yeah. was more old school, so it's all about well, the mentality, no, no doubt, too. No doubt, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get you, Abby. I saw you unmute your mic. I've always wondered secretly. It's the first time I said it out loud. I've always wondered secretly why people say things like that when the fact that the job you worked at for 40 years is owned by an entrepreneur. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that, but I never say nothing. Go ahead, Abby. <laughs> um, well, I, I just, I just, I actually unmuted my mic just to say thank you to Susan. I didn't, I wasn't planning on saying anything more. I'm just receiving all the wisdom and just grateful for it. Um, Good. Uh, yeah, I, like, like I, I said, I'm gonna make my, you famous, my... by the way, too, though, because I, I have some, <laughs> I have some interest in Nigeria. And, okay. And you you're gonna play a part in that. I can guarantee you that. Amen. Amen. I hope you don't mind if I ex exploit <laughs> your culture in a good, no. way, a good way. Not, as long as it's in a good way. As long as yes. it's in a oh, good no. way, oh, no problem. Oh, yes, yes. Your, your dual citizenship. Yes. No problem. Yes. I'm definitely go Amen. use that. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Good. Good. When I'm done, you're gonna be one of the most successful Nigerian women of all time. When I'm done. I receive it. I receive it. All I receive right, good it. stuff. Yeah. I receive oh. that too, just because I'm I'm gonna join on that Nigerian team. Oh, right. well, I need I need a couple. I'm on the Nigerian team too. I got some people overseas. What you? I got three of y'all. Oh, yeah, look at that. Because he's a big leader in his hometown, and they all look up to him. So yeah. Oh, look at God blessing me. That's what I'm talking about. Now I got a quote for you. In fact, I'm gonna just start sending random quotes in the text message like you asked. But check it out. This is something I learned. This is on the energy of Susan. And I haven't really said it out loud, maybe once, but it's something I've been processing since COVID-19. Okay. Poor people. Okay. First of all, let me, let me preface this. It's only poor and rich. There's nothing else. Anything else is an illusion. You keep letting them lie to you. That's on you. Okay. That's on you. It's only left or right. There ain't no middle. Middle is something we say to define between. No, middle is still left or right too. It just depends on where you're at in geography. It's just poverty or riches. Therefore, here's my statement. Poor people know what's best for you. Rich people want what's best for you. And COVID crisis has taught me nothing else. It has taught me that. That and there's a lot of broke billionaires out here. How long I've been saying that, y'all? I've been saying, is that the first time I said that? Is that the, the first time I said that? Since the beginning of the COVID. Yeah. Since the beginning of COVID. I've been looking at all these broke billionaires scream. I didn't even know it was possible to be a billionaire and be broke. Oh, let me repeat it. Poor people know what's best for you. Rich or wealthy people want what's best for you. Here's what I mean by that. I ain't going to tell none of y'all what to do. I want Patricia to live the highest expression of herself. What I would not do is hold her into my view of what that expression should look like. It's a big difference. And unfortunately, all, or not all, all is very bad. 
We come from poor cloth. Most of us. It doesn't matter your, it doesn't matter your color, religion. It doesn't matter. We were taught by our parents and did the best they could with what they had. But our parents were really, 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 really good government followers. And the government doesn't want wealthy citizens. It wants entertained citizens. There's not a government on planet Earth that will benefit from educated citizens. Not one. Not a single government wants all its... The moment the citizens become educated, that some people will overthrow their government. First off, politicians will cease to exist because there's not a poli-sci major person who has ever changed the world. If you need something fixed in your garage, you do not call a politician. If your computer goes down, you do not call a politician. <laughs> if you got a if you got a, a leak in your kitchen, you don't call no politician. The people who change this world are technicians. Period point blank. Okay. <laughs> we would immediately put a bunch of tech. You want to fix the government? Put a bunch of technicians up in there. Put some teachers and some janitors and some lawyers. Not lawyers. Some teachers, janitors, the computer engineers in there, stuff like that, some entrepreneurs. Stuff will change overnight. The same people who won't give you $17 minimum wage make $450,000 a year from the government. COVID-19 happened here in America. Y'all got $1,200. I saw a post on social media that said, for, for $2 a day, you too could be an American. That's basically what that equals to. Same. Now, this ain't left or right. I don't care nothing about that. But I'm talking about, I got a private message that's too funny. <laughs> you ain't lying, though. <laughs> Surely is broke billionaire. <laughs> I want you to focus on you. And I want you to do the, your job. And I'm going to use the words I want. Yes, I should say leverage. But I want to tap into your programming, Okay. I should, I should clean up what I'm going to say, but I don't want to, Mickey, because I want to tap into your program. Your job is to use me to create your own economy and do better than me. That's your job. I know I should say, well, your job is to leverage me, but I, that's, that's, you don't think like that. You need to get in the flow of me and then take all you can and then push that to your own economy and go do something better than what I have done. Go ahead, Abby. Well, speaking of, of um, doing, putting you into the flow of my economy or our economies, yes. um, with my business, Dear Abby, my life coaching business, I, I um, started, I went on the PLR store. Um, I mentioned this yesterday, last mm. night. I went on the PLR store and um, I was able, I, I purchased a book on relationships there. And I've basically converted the book into my own how-to guide on how to find meaningful, true, lasting love. And um, I'm almost done. I'm on chapter six. I want to do only 10 chapters. I don't want, to, I don't want it to be too long. You know, so I, I'm on chapter six right now. So I have four more chapters to go. 
And so I'm working on that. And I plan on adding that to my sales funnel as a freebie and as an incentive for people to come on the sales funnel, as well as partnering with the ATS. So I want to offer those two things on my sales funnel for Dear Abby. Um, yeah, so just uh, no, wanted no to doubt. share that. No, yeah. no, that's good. Tell us where you got the PLR store idea from. From you, Antonio. <laughs> Did I hear that? That's her using me to create her own economy and then taking it and doing something better. Straight like that, not the other way around. Yeah, straight like that. Now, that's your job. That's your job, okay? Like, y'all do that. Listen to me. Your job is to take from me because I don't own anything. And stop letting your government and the media tell you that when you take from me, you're going to break me. Impossible. Because I don't have a lack mentality. It's more than enough out here for all of us. If your cup is empty or empty-ish, find an overflowing cup and sit your cup next to it. That takes far less energy than what y'all trying to do. What you're trying to do is build cups. At this point, if y'all was all black, I'd tell you a story, but y'all not. So I'm gonna tell you the story anyway, because now all of y'all are gifted with being black. Good job. Congratulations. You're all black now. <laughs> Field goes, yes. Sir. So here's a story I would tell a full black crowd. Egyptians do not buy into the media. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Creative math and put them pyramids up. They was nice and chocolatey like me. And then a dominant culture came over and said, whoo, there's some, pay attention. I'm talking business. A dominant culture came over, Lynette, and said, them some nice pyramids. Them hours now. And that is the brilliance of how you take something over. The dominant cultures came over and said, them some nice pyramids them hours now. Okay? Pay attention, y'all. That's brilliant. Because you know what we would have did? We would have said, Jerry, you know people like this. Oh, man, let's go over there. Let's build our own pyramids. Let's take generations. Listen to me, y'all. Let's do this longer. Let's use all the research. Stop. Y'all stop it. Stop. Two things here. You don't have to knock down everybody else's building so your building could be taller, number one. And number two, stop starting from scratch. That is a real middle-class thing that needs to end immediately. Stop starting from scratch. Stop. There's two. Grace has a meeting. What is it, tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Grace yeah. They meeting. Yeah. Grace has a meeting and Monica has a meeting. If I were y'all, I'd be like Nikki, I have my own meetings, and then I would say, and I would send people to both of their meetings. Sure would. Why would I not use Grace 
to sign my people up. Let me tell you something, sir. Uh, business with Lady Hell team had a meeting on yesterday on how to get to 250 people. And then after the team gets to 250 people, then everybody within the team is going to get help to get 250 people. I was just sitting there in awe, just sitting there, just listening. I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what you yeah. need me to do? I'm here. I'm going to need, need two stadiums. They're going to have to have their own stadium. <laughs> everybody else is going to be an overflow stadium. <laughs> they gonna have their own stadium. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. You, look, you can be offended about what, what, what I said or not. That's up to you. I'm just talking economics. If I wanna, if I wanna take over a country, Jerome, I'm not gonna bomb the country. That's stupid. If I bomb the country, I gotta rebuild the resources. Cost too much money. If I want to take over, this is exactly what the United, so if you don't know, my job in the United States Army was an intelligence analyst, and then I went, did some stuff. That's all. Therefore, this is what they taught me. Whenever you want to take over, you don't bomb. Actually, you know what? I still got it written down. I still got it written down because I do it every day. Mr. Antonio. Yes, ma'am. Did you receive some text messages yesterday, last night? I probably did. I ain't checked them yet. I'm about to check them right now since you just said something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I responded to everything. Which one? Who's that talking? Hold on. Let me put my screen back up. From our team. Oh. Uh-uh. I sure didn't. I saw some sign-ups last night. Now that I saw that, <laughs> Paul ain't playing with y'all. If I want to jump in, y'all, this is what you do. I pit both sides against one another. I say Democrats, Republicans are evil. I say Republicans, Democrats are evil. And I let them fight each other. And then I send in sleeper agents and I tell one sleeper agent, burn this building. I send it to the other side, say burn this. And what I do is I have them kill each other so they can save the resources. And then when the warrior tribe is depleted, I send in my tribe and I take out the men and I establish a new religion. That's been happening since forever, period. That is, I literally just gave you war strategy. That's seriously, like I'm just telling you, it's happening right now. We, you know, you know, you've seen it. Doesn't matter if you like it or not, but you've seen. First off, Antifa and Black Lives Matter have no, nothing to do with each other. Nothing. You've seen it. You've seen white people, black face, burn buildings, and then black people get in trouble. You've seen kind white people, nice white people, mean white people fight each other. You've, you've seen both sides. There's a civil war happening in the Republican Party right now. There's a civil war happening in the Democratic Party right now. And everybody fighting. And all the while, the top 1%, I keep getting richer and richer while y'all fighting. Because ain't nobody fighting for money. It makes no sense. You've never, I want you to think, 
you go back 10 years and think if you even remember the word liberal being used the way it's used now. Liberal was never used the way it's used now. Antonio, when I was in school, when I was in school at UT, what if, if, you, were, if you were considered liberal, if, if you even, because I, I came from a church community, you know, mm-hmm. I went to high school with, I went to church every Sunday. I, it was my parents are religious like that. And when I went, into, when I chose to go to UT instead of like Texas A&M, there was almost like this stigma attached to like, oh, only liberals go to UT Austin. Only the, the weird ones go to UT Austin. And it was, it was like a sort of, you know, they almost, it was almost like a, a separation, like, oh, she's, she's a liberal, like, like her brother, like her older brother, they're liberals. That's why they went to UT Austin. The conservative Christians go to Texas A&M. Yeah. As if these are things, as if these things exist. There's no such thing as a conservative Christian or a liberal Christian. How about you just be a Christian? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> right? I never heard what Abby just said about people, liberals going to UT. I never heard that. I went to no. Texas A&M. I never heard about the whole conservative Christian thing with the A&M. I, okay. You, that's, right. So let, 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 let me pull the curtain for y'all for the seat. 1992 days. Y'all should probably go watch Century of Self, all four parts. But right now I'm specifically talking about part four. 1992, they decided to update the Matrix. 1992, uh, black folk, your boy Clinton, okay, pretty much helped start a lot of this stuff Etc. 1992, about 80, 88, 92. This is what happened. What they've decided to do was use politics to control the masses. It used to be industries controlling the masses. Now it's politics. You never heard someone say leftist eight years ago. Let me tell you something. If, you, if, if the elite repeat the title century of self it's on youtube for free it's a pbs documentary i believe the first one starts off with mostly black and white edward barnais it was the first person to invent mass programming on citizens back in 1920 1930 1940 there was never large retail stores. They only bought what they needed. And then Edward Barnes, the nephew of Sigmund Freud, was asked by the United States government to reprogram people and to have these people be compulsive and buy whatever they want because the industries were suffering. Don't take my word. Take PBS word. It's right there. Deanna just posted the link. But right now we're talking about part four. You're being controlled with politics. There is no such thing as a leftist. There's no such thing. It's, It's a human, for God's sakes. I don't understand how we have lost sight that that's a person. Leftist, libtard. Here's what's happening. Whenever we, and by now, I'm going to give you full top 1% of 
talk. If you if 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 you when you if you follow me, I have a very good Joel Osteen way of being me too. I actually got it from Joel Osteen himself. So whenever I talk to y'all, it's, it's typically at an even level in which I'm saying, me too, you forget that I'm rich. It's me too, right? Let me go full top 1% real quick. And I'm going to talk me too, but I'm going to show you this downward looking view for a second. Whenever we want to make money, and I do not mean y'all, we understand that we have to make an enemy. Did they cut my mic on? Whenever we want to make money, we have to declare an enemy. Since terrorism doesn't work anymore, we had to give you a new enemy. It's now leftists, left. Listen, y'all, eight years ago, you was never worried about the left. 12 years ago, you ain't grow up. You, first off, if you, if you a baby boomer, you grew up with, with bomb worries, Cold War. Y'all had nuclear war drills in elementary school. You would get on your hands and your knees, tuck under a desk, Cold War. You was never worried about leftists. You were worried about Russia. Okay? So let's not even pretend that you can go watch an 80s movies about the leftists. That's not. <laughs> Boxing. Sylvester Stallone fought a Russian. Like, come on. We, we got to... Like, movies, they expose what's going on. Antonio? Yes, ma'am. I definitely remember doing that. And, but, and also... You know, I had neighbors that had the fallout shelters yep. that they built around their homes. And one friend had, I mean, it went down in the tunnels and they had food, every, everything down there. We would go down there and play. Um, yeah. And it was always about some out of threat, bombs, war, something. Now, y'all yeah. ain't worried about war. Let me tell you why you're not worried about war. Because we've been, now, this is, We've been in war, technically, they're not wars. America has fought like four actual wars. A war must be declared by Congress. That's a war. Anything you've been in is an executive order from the president. That's not a war, okay? It's not a war. That's been happening. Ongoing since 2001, and we have not stopped. We were from Desert Storm to 2001. I know, because guess who went in 2001? This guy. So I remember. And then I got, came back, and guess what we did in 2003? Dethroned Saddam Hussein. Back again. I did two of them. Okay? So let me tell you, whenever we want to do something, we declare enemy. But we've been in war so long, y'all got numb to it. The same way you get numb to COVID-19. So guess what? We needed a new war. Now, I ain't going to tell you what happened in 2008. You can use your own common sense. But then some people decided, hey, I got a great enemy. 
the left. And that's the new enemy. Four years from now, five years from now, it may be the right. They're just going to flip it. They're just going to flip it. That's all they're going to do is flip it. Then it's going to be the right ruined the world. Look what happened. Look what, look what Trump did. Look what the, it, it's what they're going to do. Then it's going to be the rightest, which doesn't even make sense. Saddam worked for us. Saddam was Saddam Hussein. He, he was uh, one of our guys. And we traded. And they just, yep. We sold weapons. We're doing it now. Y'all talking about looting. The way we loot in the middle class is atrocious. So let me end this. You might want to vote create your own economy. Because whoever you're voting for do not have your best interests at heart. Go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Go vote. But you should listen. They not coming to eat sweet potato pie with you. They is not donating to your small business. And when it's time to reform, it will be you. So let me tell you, one of the most famous keynotes I ever did is called Account for the System. And I swear I had many black suits following me when I did this. I'm going to give it to y'all right now. The main four points in there. There's only four ways to survive in America. Now, I'm saying America, but I know we're international. So basically, this is period, point blank, but it's more, pre- it's more poignant in America because we have privatized prisons. Listen to me. You want to survive in America? Get a job. The problem is they don't want you to have a job. They only want a few people to have a job. Now, if you're not of that few people, what they're going to do is they're going to lay you off. And they're going to move you to system number two. That was system number one, job. System number two is welfare. And y'all keep voting blue and red and don't even realize they don't want you on welfare. Both sides, they, they, they made a whole phrase for this, Susan. It's called welfare reform. They can't lay you off of welfare, so what they do is they reform it. Help me, somebody. I am exposing the system today, Patricia. Because they don't want you on welfare. And they don't want you working. Because working has never made America or any world power rich. It has never made a world power powerful. Y'all having jobs is actually getting on my nerves. Okay? This is just, just talking as a we, top 1%. Because I got to pay for you. We didn't even do all that. You're on welfare, now you're costing me money. So now I boost you to system three, criminal. Because if you can't work and you can't eat, you got to result to criminal activities. That's black or white. But I don't want you being a criminal. So what do I do? I then send the police to put you into system number four, which is where I want most people prison. Every single thing that we do in this nation is to put people in prison. And you better respect it. Why? Because I'm a black man talking about prison and black people are affected? No. Prison is unearned income. 
And that's how Russia got where it is. That's how China got where it is. That's how America got where it is. You do not become a world power paying people fairly. Wake up. They want you in prison. There's no reason somebody should be 60 years old in prison and every last one of y'all know this. You know it. You a pedophile, take your butt to prison. I ain't moving on that one, Jerry. You understand what I'm saying? They should be in prison. Other than that. <laughs> I have a more radical solution, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Antonio, when you say prison, is it a literal prison or it could be a no, prison I'm where... No, I'm talking about unearned income. No okay. medical. Okay. I'm okay. talking about the 13th Amendment, unearned income. Because if I want to be in power, my job is to pay people as little as possible. That's what this is about. You need to know before we disconnect, we've got another call to get to. You need to know right now, they don't care about you. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just somebody that made it to the other side and I know how this works. All they want is to make as much money and pay out as little as possible. Since you know that's the plan, don't get caught up in it. There is no black and white. There's no civil war coming. The civil war coming is going to be against the rich and the poor. Because some of y'all are going to watch YouTube and wake up. This is why they're trying to do, they're trying to revoke net neutrality. They are literally trying to get the internet the cost so you can stop waking up. Do me a favor. Use me and anybody like me. And get your own economy. And if somebody ain't trying to help you have your own economy, Lynette, you need to leave them alone. Abby, if somebody in your life don't want you to have your own economy, leave them alone. Because some of the people y'all love want you living with them. Because as long as you're living with them, they better than you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can't dominate. All right, everybody, we'll see you on the next call. Appreciate you. Have a good day. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. 
But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B, all spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I. I T E R ziprecruiter.com slash B to B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes.